This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Is QuickBooks slowing your business down? Do you have challenges managing inventory, project profitability, or just getting paid fast enough? Get your business to a better place and graduate to NetSuite today. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place, instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com info. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com info, netsuite.com info. Welcome, everyone, to Radio Techers. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of Radio Techers. I am Tanner, a.k.a. the Texas Gentleman. I'm joined here with uh, Mags, of course, and a special guest, Matt. Matt, how are you doing? Mags, how are you doing? You guys doing all right? Um, Introduce the guest first. Yeah, it's all right. I'll just let him talk. He's doing okay. He's doing okay. I'm doing yes. good. Merry, merry festive seasons, everybody. I know that we are in that hinterland right now between yes. between Christmas and New Year. So what better way to pass that time with a nice bit of football? Exactly. Nice little bit of football. I'm excited. You guys are excited. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get the show on the road. All righty, everybody. I'm excited for this game. Liverpool... Newcastle United, two teams that uh, have a huge history with each other. Uh, as a Liverpool fan, I, I am, am weirdly going to admit that I have a somewhat soft spot in my heart for Newcastle United. But I do hope, of course, the Reds walk away with another victory today. That would send them further up the number one spot. Uh, but gentlemen, before the game begins, it's about to kick off right now. Looking at the starting lineups here tonight... Let's get some predictions here. Some scoreline predictions. Let's start with you, Matt. What do you think is going to be the final scoreline here? I t- I take a scrappy one 0 but let's face it, it's Liverpool versus Newcastle. Four three Liverpool. 
<laughs> that would be class. That, that would be class. Well, to be, fair, to be fair, two teams that like to score and two defenses that can't keep goals out. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Liverpool with no designated senior starting center backs here tonight. Um, Mags. Uh, you were joking earlier as the, the, the kickoff begins um, about how uh, fragile Liverpool seems. What, what do you see the, the scoreline being here for this game? Oh, now, as, as I mentioned, Newcastle in, their, uh, in the last four seasons have either beat or drawn with the, the reigning Premier League champions when uh, they played them at home. Hmm. So I'm going to have to go with... I'm gonna have to go with an, a Liverpool win. I think they'll they'll win handily. Uh three nil. Three nil. Are you Tanner? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well so I like the experience that they have, and actually to be quite honest, I, I really like Nate Phillips. Nat Phillips. It's it's snowing there if you can see it on the screen. Uh yeah. he, there it's it's snowing. Um I, I really have liked his displays as much as I've liked Reese Williams' displays uh, at the center back position. I think that uh, Liverpool have actually shown oh, that they have. Becca, eh? mm-hmm. they've, got, they've got quite a good little uh, bit of uh, of depth in, at, at the center back spot, Ooh, though I am in. hopeful. What's that? Uh, I was just gone two minute mark, and I have to say you from Allison already. Mm. Well, there you go. Well, we we are hopeful here. I'm I'm hopeful for a uh, a one nil here at least for Liverpool. Um, I think that that's that's asking a lot of them. Liverpool uh, are going to attack, and Newcastle are going to do what they tend to do best, which is put a lot of men behind the ball. So we're, we'll, we'll see what happens here. <laughs> yeah, it goes right through for goal kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, gentlemen, a lot of other stuff going on in the Premier League right now, obviously. Uh, well, probably well, no. Big news. The, the, the problem is that there's not anything going on in the Premier League because we've got two matches uh, postponed due to COVID. Well, yes, Mags, that's exactly what I was going to talk about. <laughs> so uh, two matches postponed due to COVID. Um, the, the Fulham, it was Fulham and Spurs and then Everton and Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, at first it seemed like Manchester City was getting a little bit of favoritism, and now it seems like things have, are, are progressing even worse, uh, perhaps, across the Premier League. A um, lot of discussion is going on as to whether or not there will be another delay in the Premier League, if there will be another po- postponement. Even uh, Big Sam Allardyce has even come out and said that he's in favor of maybe a little bit of a, of a post-Christmas <laughs> break. Point of no. order. Point of, point of order. He, whilst I can see from one side of view that 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 um, argument, his side got tanked five nil. If I was trying to get the decision off my players, that's what I'd be talking about as well. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Mags, what what do you think of uh, Sam Allardici's? Uh, uh, I know Sam Allardici. Sam Allardyce's. I like that. I like, I like that. <laughs> I, I think he he's looking to see whether he can get out of that contract that he signed, whether he's got like a twenty-eight day grace period. Because yeah, he West Brom had their pants pulled down absolutely 
just ridiculous scoreline against Leeds. Um, and yeah, if I were him, I'd want some time off just so I can maybe look to get some new talent in before I have to play another game. But yeah, it, it's in all seriousness, something needs to happen if we've had two massive outbreaks at opposite ends of the country. Um, yeah, we uh, a break is something that I think is inevitable. We should mm-hmm. also mention, of course, that Manchester City have reopened their um, training ground today because they have all the all the tests they've done since then have come back completely negative. So that's good in one aspect. So let's hope that they've that their bubble will now become COVID secure again. Right. And, and obviously, we hope the same for um, Fulham, of course, as well. Mm. Yeah, one hundred percent. We hope that uh, you know who, whoever whatever is is happening uh over in the camps of those teams that uh that a speedy recovery is made and that uh, everybody keeps stay uh, keeps safe uh, all across the country of course um yeah this is uh yeah it's interesting that newcastle starting out with a joelinton um yeah, not the most informed striker, uh, I would say, uh, across Newcastle's line there. You would almost maybe expect, uh, uh, maybe not Andy Carroll to start, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Especially against the Liverpool side, knowing his history with uh, with Liverpool, you would have thought Carroll would have at least got a game. Yeah, mm. maybe uh, chomping at the bit there. I to, didn't to see the Newcastle ball. bench. He's on the bench. Um, oh, is he on the bench? I didn't know. I didn't see the bench for Newcastle. Oh, oh, Let's okay. have a quick look. Yeah. Because that would be quite the impact player to bring on mm-hmm. second half, definitely. Mm-hmm. Although Reese Williams is quite nice and tall. And like Tad said the other day, he has become Virgil van Dijk Jr. <laughs> he has. That, that, I, was, that, I, was that, 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 I was listening to your show this morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's true. Um, and that's a fact. I, I'm not sure where where you found that source, but I, I hear that sources <laughs> are, are are definitely claiming Reese Williams is it. Virgil Van Dyke Jr. To uh, fair, he may end up one day being that way. He may well, but a lot of players who have beca- who have had who had to handle the next have not been the next at all. No, <laughs> no, they've, they've yeah, uh, uh, Andy Carroll is on the bench. Okay, that's both good go. and bad. Speaking about people on the bench, Chargo on the bench tonight, which is not, which is lovely to see. Yes. You, do you think he's going to get some minutes, Tiago Alcantara, I, coming on? Depends on the scoreline, if you ask me. If we're like free up with half an hour to go, I could see him get some game time yet. Mm-hmm. Well, he they were he was brought on against uh against Chelsea, I think it was. That's when he made his debut. It was he brought on half at time, halftime yeah. to. To, to make a make a little bit of a difference there, uh, we've got some comments in the chat already. Uh, L.J. Humphreys, uh, Liverpool are the best. I, I can't uh, disagree. Can't disagree at all. Uh, uh, Two to one, Mike. Uh, uh, five nerds go. Uh, I'm not going to read that comment. Uh, <laughs> Big Andy is on the bench. Five nerds go says. Uh, let me see here. I do. I do think that I, I've seen. I've seen the comment that five years ago, which you won't read out. Um, witty. Mm. We'll put it that way. Yeah. V- very. Very witty. Read the comment, guys. If you want to see what was actually said. <laughs> we. We. Uh, we. we um, the thoughts of, of a commenter, not of us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Can you even, can you the thoughts of previous before. 
the thoughts of Five Nerds Go is is not even uh, affiliated with Five Nerds Go. Just just one of them. Totally, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Matt, what do you have there in that glass? It almost looks I'm like eggnog. I wish it was, no way. No, I'm drinking a um, a caramel macchiato. I got a load of Tassimo pods for Christmas, my machine. So I'm enjoying this for now. And then mm. I've got cider and gin lined up for if things go badly. Jesus. Wow. I'm, not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm expecting things to go badly. I'm just saying that if things do, I have prepared for every eventuality. Well, good. Well, good. I'm I'm happy for you. Okay. I'm happy for you. And and I, and I want to take this brief moment here at the beginning of the game here to thank everybody who is in the chat. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you haven't got the chance already to do so, hit that like button. Hit subscribe as well if you haven't done so already. We greatly appreciate that. 100%. We greatly appreciate you for joining us. And if you're First listening to this in minutes. podcast form. Mm-hmm. Sorry. First 10 minutes, it's 79% possession already. Yeah. Wow. Well, it was 82% possession last time. So, mm. sorry, sorry just to uh, go your skill about Tanner. <laughs> but this is live, so. <laughs> uh, indeed. Indeed. Uh, um, what is, what's on your clock, by the way? What's, what time's on the clock for you? 9.39 for me. Yeah, I've got about nine right here now. Okay. About nine minutes. So, so a little, little bit of a slight delay, just yeah. like there was last time. That's I think okay. that you guys get it. I think Mag is sync with me, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm more in sync with uh, with Tanner. Ooh, just, just, Matt, just a, Matt's in I'm the in the future. future. <laughs> You're in the future. You get you play a spoiler today. <laughs> I could start, I could start singing yep. a song by some dork, but I'm not going to. Good Mags actually wants to actually have his eardrums in one piece. <laughs> last last time we did this, Matt, Mags was in the future, and every time he went <gasps> or <gasps> or he would make some kind of gasping sound, and I was I would get super nervous because I didn't know which way <laughs> he was actually like ooing and awing for. So we'll see what happens. Um, Matt, I I am glad that you joined us here today because last time that you were on, oh, we yes. got to discuss transfers. We um, did, yes. So, with that being said, obviously you being a, a massive Liverpool fan, as am I. Um, <laughs> indeed, indeed. We obviously have a center back situation to resolve. Uh, do you think? Do you this think that Liverpool? Do you think that Liverpool are going to go into the market and pick up a, a center back uh, this transfer window? Well, and if so, who? The club have said apparently with that we're not going in for center half, which means we are. <laughs> so, um, yeah. as I think you see, every single one of the players we've had a look, we've, we've been linked with has had a, ba- a bad game, which you can pick out. Um, mm. you, obviously, you can pick the guy. Um, uh, Upa Camaro, for example, you could pick him out as someone who's had a, who had a bad game in the Champions League, of course, but he's been pretty solid throughout. Apart from that, Ben White had a bad game against West Ham, um, mm. but he's been reasonably solid for Brighton. Um, mm. I, I, but then again, you've also got to say that to be fair, most of the uh, young lads that come in for, have come in for us have done a good job for the most yep. for the most part. Although Reece just got skinned. And it mm. took Fabinho to put it behind for a corner. Yeah. So, you know, it, um, it, it swings and roundabouts a little bit sometimes. But the young lads have come in and done the job that they're paid to do. And mm-hmm. 
they were really and they yeah, Fabinho great block at the end there. Dig of the ground. I think what has me really worried is that both Joe Gomez in his sh- relatively short career thus far, as well as Joel Matip, who has proven this time and time again over a, a, a lengthier part of his career, uh, I sh- both men have shown that they're relatively injury prone. Um, and when they get injured, they're out for fairly long spans of time. Uh, it's It would be hard to uh, just rely on Fabinho and a rotating cast of, of youth academy players, no? I need to apologize as well. It was uh, Nat Phillips, not Reese Williams. He's on the bench, of course. My apologies. I was about to say, I I, yeah. I didn't see him. <laughs> but yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. I, I saw the number 40-something. I just ass- naturally assumed it was uh, it was um, Reese Williams by the number. It was not, of course. Um, mm. I don't know. I mean, Fabinho is <laughs> remarkably comfortable at centre-half, which is lovely to see. Um, I, I didn't... I don't know. Um, I mean, I did say maybe get Tarkovsky from from Burnley, but Mags didn't like that idea. No, that's <laughs> not a bad idea. Do not do for, that. That for you, bad idea for you or for us, though. It'll be it'll do a great job for you guys. He absolutely would. He's uh, him, him and me uh, are absolute solid defenders, but we need them more than you do. Mm. Mm, as I'm saying, I'm saying young guns are doing fine at the moment. Um, same time, I could also see the appeal of getting a, a name in, but you've also got to remember about if whether well, or not they're cup tied for um, Champions League. That's, that's hugely important, of course. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, oh, be- Nat, Phillips, Nat Phillips can't play Champions League, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need we, we, we really do need another one, especially if, like what happened with, with Fab a few weeks ago, we need someone who can slot in there sooner or later. I mean, we've guess we've got Sepp Vanderberg, but he's not ready. Nope. Um, he's be a great talent eventually, but he's not ready yet. Um, I, I don't know. You see, I mean, it's, I mean, I was actually thinking the other day: is Thiago Elori still technically at Liverpool? Is he out on loan again? No, I th- I think they sold him a few seasons ago. <laughs> I th- he was I there last year. I I don't I don't think uh, was he? Oh, I don't I'm sure that. he was. Uh, I as, could be wrong, uh, right? Looks like we're we're entering about the fourteenth minute here. If you're keeping track, uh, looks like it's a free kick to Liverpool. Um, and James Milner over the spot. I was, I it's good to see Milner back James as well. Milner play. Yeah, J- James Milner's. I, I former Newcastle player in his own right. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Mags. How about yourself? Do you see any need for Liverpool to go into the market for a centre back, and if so, who? Yeah, I still believe that they they, they need something. Um, they're only one or two inches away from being absolutely screwed. I think uh, when you have um, when you have reliance on essentially uh, send, uh, defensive midfielders to to fill those positions, I think you need someone with a little bit more uh, gravitas in in terms of uh, being at the back. Uh, for me, I still think, even though he had a, a, a relatively poor game this week, I think Ben White's a, a, a class sign, and it keeps the the English uh, numbers uh, up high. So I'd, I'd go with uh, Ben White, I think. James Milner attempt on goal. I'm exactly Just... a minute ahead of you, Tanner. Mm. So that's cool. <laughs> 
I, I, I like the shout for Ben White. I think both both of y'all have mentioned Ben White. The one thing that I've read, and this is, of course could be rumor, this could be truth, I don't know, um, but a lot of the Liverpool scouts um, are not really like they, they're high on Ben White for a lot of what you see him doing stats wise, but they're not. If they're looking at one thing in particular, they, they don't like how he like uh, like the the his aerial duels. I think is the is is the <laughs> issue. They they, they yeah. would like to have seen him uh, win more challenges in the air. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. My dog is joining us here as well. He doesn't anything. look good. Again, Matt can see into the future, so we'll we'll have to wait and see what he's talking about. If you can see her in the picture, my dog Millie might make an appearance. You might see her nose. Oh, there she is. Uh, Hi, Millie. Yeah, my dog Millie is joining us here in the podcast. Uh, That looks to be uh, Andy Robertson. Yeah. Andy Robertson looks to be down here in the 16th minute. Dear, oh, dear. We... The thing is, we've got we've got a plethora of players we can play right back for us. We haven't got a plethora of left backs. Um, Simicass is good, don't get me wrong. Um, oh, oh dear, yes, that's a boot down the back of Achilles. Oh, mm, that gets worse. Let me see it. It's accidental, and he'll be fine. But that's a stinger. Hmm. Hmm. Where Matt Ritchie's got a corner again. It was no foul given. Amazing old school country teams like that. By the way, it's um, John Champion and Annie McQuist in the UK. Oh wow, mm. that's that Amazon Prime uh, drawing in those big names, I suppose. <laughs> well, what it is, is it's Amazon Prime have drafted everyone from all the different channels. It seems now Annie McQuist mm-hmm. works for, for Sky TV. Um, they've got McManaman and um, Crouchy on the on the and Pandit's table, and they are um, BT, of course, in the UK. Yeah. Uh, Alan Shearer and Gabby Logan, <laughs> uh, they're both BBC, of course. So, yeah, they've joined Champion, of course, is, um, well, was ITV, of course. He's, yeah. now, he's now a BT. So um, I still can't believe I got the Clive Tilsley and John Champion. I still can't believe that. Well, actually, I can. You know what I mean? Break on here. Andy's still on the pitch, which is good yeah. news. Yeah, yeah. Great, great news. Um, hmm. The big news, of course, today, of course, as news dropped, was of course Liverpool and Everton haven't got fans anymore as of tomorrow, of course. Yep, because we're back in T 
tier, well, we're not backing, but we're in tier four uh, up here in the in the uh, northwest. How how what, what tier are you in down there and on the south coast, Matt? Uh, I'm tier four. Um, we've been tier four since Boxing Day. Um, and Liverpool, Liverpool's only tier three, um, but it's still but it's still no fans allowed of tier three. But of course, with the um, news today, of course, is that. The Oxford vaccine was greenlit, which means we start being dispersed next week. So there is a light in the tunnel, and I see fans should be back in round about Easter time, in my opinion. Hopefully, which, so. which would be nice to see. Uh, will or not we get a full stadium back before the next season? That's open to debate. But I suspect we may see Euro 2020 later this summer, of course, with very limited fans, if any at all. But I would be the prize with no fans. There's just no point risking it if you can help it. No, you, you're absolutely right. It's been a bit of a stop-start sort of game, really. There's nothing. There's no momentum being built at all. No, not really. It doesn't seem that way. It's kind of very back and forth. We'll we'll mm. see where we can go. Matt Ritchie's getting on a ball up for Newcastle at the moment, which is uh, good for them. I'm playing up for gritted teeth, of course. <laughs> but I'm trying to be unbiased, you know, as a sporting commentator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, oh, wow. To be fair, I, I do applaud good football in general. As, a, as everyone knows me, I do. But I do favour my Reds, obviously. Mm. Trent's doing some good defending there. Nice. I say, despite the fact it's known, the, the, the uh, pictures hold up really well. That's a new part, which is good. It's that that un, under soil heating uh, mm. over over uh, St James's Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that. I think it was the Aberdeen game got called off earlier in Scotland because, um, uh, despite spending thirty six hours clearing the pitch, it was still frozen. So, wow. Hmm. So whilst there is a, a well, I wouldn't say a lull in the action. Uh, shall we talk about some of the matches that have gone on uh, over the the past few days since? Uh, since Techers have been off air, let's do it. Sure, yeah, I'm 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 up for talking about it. Um, I may need to actually dip out here in just a minute, though. Uh, unfortunately, a kind of unforeseen event. But Mags, do you happen to have that the the all the broadcast tools in front of you, if if need be? Um, I have the the screen. Yeah, the, <laughs> uh, you have the, the 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 giant red button the 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 for for ending the broadcast. Do you have that on your end? No, no? I just have a, a okay. leave studio button. Okay, no worries then. It'll get sorted out. I may have to dip out here for just a little bit, but I'll be back to check in on you guys here in a minute. Uh, but okay. if you guys want to talk about the Premier League stuff, I'll be back here hopefully soon. Okay. Me and Max will fill. It's fine. All right, sounds good. <laughs> All right, you guys talk about whatever you want to. Be good though. Be 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 good. I can't, no, I can't promise that, but no pressure. Right. I can promise to promise. Okay, I'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> okay, so, Max, where do you want to start? 
Okay, so um, the game that uh, that went on just after Liverpool uh, on Sunday was uh, was Wolves and uh, Spurs, and yet yet again the the results uh, over the weekend, aside from the Man United game, uh, really kind of favoured Liverpool, especially with the drop points against uh, West Brom. Mm. Uh, what 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 were your thoughts on the uh, the Wolves and Spurs game? <laughs> Unhappy points were dropped. It was a case of all, all teams were dropping points. Oh, Trent missing a, a, a bit of a sitter there, if you ask me. Um, it was could do better from both sides. It felt mm-hmm. very Spursy, a very Spursy game. Yeah, uh, I, I get what you mean. Uh, I think Wolves had the better of the game, uh, they certainly had the, the more chances. Um, but Hearts must have gone down for for Liverpool fans when uh, Ndombele scored within within uh, the first minute. Uh, but I think Wolves did really well to kind of like pin them back, didn't let the heads drop, and were able to to almost at the death get get an equaliser, which I think they 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 fully deserved. Hmm. Mm. I mean, Wolves have been Wolves have been a team which I've been really impressed with over the last couple of years. I think they've. They've got some, a, a really good run in Europa last year as well. Um, I, I wanted them to win it because I wanted to see them in the Champions League because I thought they were good enough. Um, and to be fair, maybe one day, maybe one day there will be. This year, who knows where, where any team's going to end up. It's, it's literally a case of, uh, apart from Liverpool being at the top, pick them about who's mm-hmm. about second downwards. Um, of having said that, Leicester have been... Have been Doing really well, keeping pace and everything this year. I don't, I don't. Spurs just you see some days they can turn up and they can play amazing stuff, and then some days they'll turn up and it'll be a case of why do you bother? Yeah, I mean uh, we can we can actually get on with with Leicester now. You were saying about them keeping pace, but yet again, drop points uh, favoring uh, favoring uh, Liverpool with. Uh, with uh, Crystal Palace pinning them back, uh, a great goal by uh, Zahar. Zahar has been so lively this season. Uh, really, kind of been. Yeah, he's definitely the pillar at, um, at, at Palace. So, do you think that we'll see Zahar move on? Uh, me and Tanner spoke about this uh, a few weeks ago, uh, and I, I seem to have. I've, think that because of his uh, experience at Man United and then going back to Palace, I think he prefers being like the the head at a smaller show than, rather than being kind of like just a, a cog in a large wheel almost. Uh, what, what are your feelings? Do you think he's looking to move on or do you think he's, uh, he's going to be at, at Palace for a while? Um, combination of both. I think part of him yearns to play for bigger side. Um, but at the same time, Crystal Palace, um, he is, as you say, literally it all goes through him. And he is, for lack of a better term, the Gerard of their team. He leads mm-hmm. the team, by example. He creates a lot of stuff. He scores a lot. Um, Palace certainly do lack a lot of attacking intensity without him in the team. But at the same time... Um, I mean, you always want to get that knock on the door and hello, it's Real Madrid here, come play for us sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the recognition. But at the same time, he, um, he's gone to United. Uh, for one reason, though, it didn't work. Be it, it did, his, his style of football didn't fit with Man United. 
the uh, management side, something didn't gel for him. And he's now back where he's adored. Um, sometimes you don't get a second chance. Um, and he's not only gone there, but he's gone there and proved that he can still hack it at a team where he was absolutely idolized by the fans. My advice to him would be um, stick where you are because you're doing fine. Because without meaning to sound out of turn, Victor Moses for going to Chelsea would be sunshine rainbows. I think I think he's been there for 10 years and now he's been two seasons actually playing for Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly think he, he the the experience at Maynard sullied him. I think he didn't like uh, not being the star of the show. Uh, and I think going back to Palace and then the kind of hero's welcome he's had, uh, the way that the team is built around him, um, I think he, he loves that that kind of a camaraderie they've got down there at, at, at Sellers Park and I, I, I can't see him really wanting to to risk losing that again by by going to a club that where he won't be the big star of the show, I think. Ooh, Manny winning a corner. Nice. Newcastle had four corners already this match. Liverpool have only had three. Half now gone. Liverpool seem very, very nervous. Really, really nervous. They, they're not. They're not looking like. Um, they, they reminded me of the of the team that came back after uh, the the COVID lockdown uh, last time, uh, where they were just unable to to be as dominant as they were. That's true. Um, dipping into the chat quickly, because I can see the chat from here. Um, the Moisaya didn't like Zaha for alleged non-mentionable things. Yes, thank you, Matt. Uh, we, everybody knows what those unmentionable things are. Um, <laughs> it's possible of a case, but even when he did play, he didn't set the world on fire for Man United, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so hmm. let, let's uh, let's finish off with this Leicester game. Harvey Barnes with a with another goal, another banger of a goal. Um, What's your thoughts on on uh, young Harvey Barnes? Um, f- for me, I think the the shooting has been one part of his uh, his uh, game that he struggled on this season, and he's uh, over the last few games he's really kind of pinned it down. Uh, he's such a creative force. You can see when he gets on the ball that everything tends to run through him. Uh, he's so like dynamic. Uh, but yeah, go on. What's uh, what's your thoughts on uh, on young Harvey? He's the sort of player who, when he actually is scoring goals, um, he could have his own goal of the year competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they are always phenomenal. Um, I mean, I think one of one last year was, it literally, if Cuba had been behind it, he would have gone back on the net with it. It was that, mm-hmm. it was that powerful. He... Um, Oh, for me, I should have took it better. Um, Harvey Barnes is a talent, and he's uh, 22, 23, I think, something like that. 23, yeah, 23. He's got a bright future because he's just about to come to his prime. Uh, he'll have an international call-up on his, on his radar if he hadn't already got the attention. I'd be surprised. So then let's go to Chelsea and Villa. We have Again. To. 
<laughs> More drop points for 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 Chelsea. Um, Giroud on the score sheet again, uh, but then um, Al- uh, Anwar El Ghazi. I think that he scored five in five now for for uh, Villa recently. But how do you feel about his goal and and the fact that he he, he scored when Christensen was clearly down injured? Should the game have been stopped? Um, is it is it a tainted goal? No, it's not taking a goal. The rules clearly state that if if referee doesn't stop the game, play to the play, whistle. You play to the whistle. You talk about the kid. Talk about the kid. And if you wanted the game to stop yourself, then you put it out. And no obligation to put it out unless the unless a referee stops the game. There's mm-hmm. no so no, not taking a goal at all. El Ghazi is a player which I have a lot of time for. And uh, not because he pretty much ripped our defence to pieces in the seven-two dropping early in the season. So, uh, what do you think of Chelsea then? Uh, really, kind of dropping off. We spoke on the last uh, episode about how uh, they've used so many different formations, so many different uh, players playing both in and out of position. Uh, where do you think it's going wrong for for Chelsea? Isn't it like forty, forty-two, something like that? Different defensive combinations. He does he took manager charge. He's played 20 different actual formations this season. That is unreal. Mm-hmm. Flag stays they... down and Salah puts it wide. Oh. Well, my, my stream is on uh, 32 minutes and we've just seen a, a shot from Newcastle goal just just wide. Yeah, you are. You, yeah. The flag stays down. But I think he's given a corner. He has given a corner. Okay. And of course, his corner come in. Hmm. Hmm, fair enough. Um... Chelsea in itself, um, they're dropping points to find a centre. I saw some a um, a football panelist um, on a BBC show the other day, at, who I have very limited respect for because I don't like him. Everyone probably knows who I'm talking about if they've listened to Good Cop Bad Cop before. Um, yeah, um, said that if um, he said if if Lampard doesn't start getting wins, he would be getting the boot. Can you see that happening? To Bravich, of course I can see it happening. <laughs> I mean, the form guys, uh, they've only got one win in the last five. Uh, it's That's not what you expect from championship contenders. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. No bias, bias uh, whatsoever then. It, 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 um, it, I, have, I have beef with Chelsea for years. I've had so many Chelsea fans over the years give me so much grief. Um into a chat um, from five days ago saying someone explained to me why Lampard plays Werner uh, left wing. Uh, Mag, can you explain that? I can't. I really can't. And this is something we've mentioned on this show a few times now. Werner is the epitome of a, 
of a target man, of a, of a flat track buller who you would have front and centre ready to uh, pounce on any loose balls or any any chances. Why is he playing on the wing? I have no idea. He should be the, the scorer, not the creator. And it's it, it, it seems to me that... Um, that Lampard is trying to juggle too many attacking players uh, and not <coughs> enough attacking positions for them. If memory serves me correctly, the reason why he, why one reason why he went to um, Chelsea to Liverpool because he, because Liverpool couldn't promise they'd be number nine um, and might be played in different positions, mm-hmm. and he's gone to Chelsea and, and they're doing exactly that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And uh, the, instead of having uh, just Firmino uh, as competition, he's now got Giroud and Tammy Abraham to, to fight up against. And, so, and, and Liverpool signed Diego Jota instead of signing him. And and yeah. I'm just going to say the halfway point of the season, which we are effectively are at, let's face it, um, who's been the more, um, who's been the better signing? Um, Jota. Uh, I clowned on Tanner for for the Jota signing. I felt that it, he just wasn't up to the the Liverpool standard, and I happily ate crow because that guy has been phenomenal. And uh, when he's back from injury, um, I'm sure he'll, he'll he'll fit straight back in that team and and re- just carry on that amazing form. Some of the goals he scored were just absolutely overworldly. They were phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. It's um, fantastic to see, and he could have the best Portuguese scoring record in the Premier League by the time he's finished. He could have. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not talking about Jota right now, we're talking about Chelsea. Um, I think that the fact that Giroud's still banging them in, um, when arguably his career was winding down, you'd have to say, pop arguably, <laughs> he's, still, he's still banging them in for Chelsea. I'm, I'd, be, I'd be very happy. Um, if I was a Chelsea fan, seeing um, Giroud doing the job he's doing. But I'd be happy with him doing that if they hadn't spent how many hundreds of mil- how many millions in the summer. Because that's the mm-hmm. thing you see, Lampard did a great job last year with no transfers allowed in, obviously. Give him bu- Everyone said, well, give him a budget, see what he can do. They gave him a budget, and what's happened? He's, in no, he's no better off this year than, he, than, other, than other managers who have made of him before. Um, and and um, Giroud cost him nothing. Tammy Abraham cost him nothing, and they're the two the two guys that are, are scoring the, the the majority of the goals. I mean, it, it come to a head when uh, Giroud was was telling Lampard he has to play, or else he's going to lose his, his uh, spot in the in the France squad. Um, kind of like almost uh, giving uh, Frank an ultimatum. And he's, he's proved that he's worthy of a place. But how do you drop somebody uh, like Werner, who you've spent uh, such a massive amount on? Thank you, Matt, in the chat, by the way. That is £250 million he spent in the summer. Yeah. £250 million. Pounds. A and, billion. And they're still no better off, really. Arguably worse. Mm-hmm. In terms of position. Yeah. Because the thing is, they they bought in all these new players, and the thing is, they've got they're going to play these new players because they spent the money on them, obviously. So all the youngsters they brought in have fallen by the wayside. I mean, Mason Mount doesn't start regularly now, does he? No, 
Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think Mason Mount's got the most minutes of of any Chelsea player this season. Uh, but the likes of uh, Havertz, uh, he's not playing in his right position and he, he seems to be struggling. Um, yeah, it's a lot of money to to be in the pretty much the same position you were in last season to, to spend. And then when you see teams like Villa above you, when you see teams like Everton above you, see teams like Leicester above you, yeah, that's it's got to be a bitter pill to swallow for, for Lampard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, th- I certainly would rather be in the other dressing room at the moment. If I was, I'd rather be in the Villa dressing room rather than the Chelsea one. Villa have, have had a... It's been a bit up and down at times, but I'll stay up. They'll do, they'll do a great job for certain. I mean, they've been getting some big results. I mean, yes, they beat the champions and they, and they, um, and they thrashed Arsenal as well. Um, struggled a little bit against West Ham, um, but got a good point at Chelsea. I think that they are very much the dark horse this year. Yeah, and I think Jack Grealish is is so underrated in terms of uh, when it comes to international. I think that that guy has been the linchpin for for uh, Villa. Then you had Ollie Watkins and his kind of tenacity up front. Uh, you had John McGinn, who is just not scared of hitting a ball from 50 yards and, and uh, smashing a crossbar. I think they've got uh, the the basis of a very, very good team at, uh, at Villa. Yeah. Um, Jack really is an interesting one for me, though, because with one hand, yes, you're absolutely right with the... Um, the fact that he he should be playing for England with his creativity and his he has got ability, no question about it. But on the other hand, the transfer fee that Atherill are demanding for him is ridiculous. But unfortunately, English players do sort of command that sort of price tag. And he's also their their big star, so you can you can ex, totally ex, uh, understand why they put such a a big price tag on on his head. I can. So let's uh, let's look at Arsenal. Terrible. Now, now Arsenal is an interesting one, Max, because um, on your. On the last of the attackers, you um, you guys were talking about uh, how woeful they'd been, and I think it might have been even on the Boxing Day um, show because I was listening to that one. This was that work. I think it's the podcast is one behind. I think, um, and I remember you guys were saying maybe it's time Urzel came back into the squad and all this sort of stuff, and then they go and spanked Chelsea. <laughs> and I'm like if this Arsenal turned up every week uh, this Arsenal will be not only safe but they'll be back in the top half and changing Europa League spaces because this was a side which as you'd said on the show it had all the youngsters in there they had passion, they had guile, they had grit and they they cared. They gave a damn. And Lacazette looked like a different player. Mm-hmm. As, as he did against uh, uh, 
uh, Brad came on within what 20 seconds of being on the pitch, uh, got the winning goal. Uh, do you think that Arsenal turned a corner? Do you think they've got past that uh, that really kind of hump that they were they were stuck on? Um, because uh, Arteta has said that he believes that the club are now a different world compared to how they were um, earlier in the season. Obviously, getting back-to-back wins uh, for the first time since the beginning of the season. Is this uh, the the fortunes changing for for uh, Arsenal? I'd like to hope so for Arsenal, for Arsenal fans. I'd like to hope so. However, my brother's listening to this. Hey, James, by the way. Um no, I hope they don't because Arsenal's one of the only teams that I have a dislike for because of my brother's team. Um, I want to see them get relegated and go down every single division to win the conference. But but my personal rivalry with my brother aside, um, Arsenal need to stay up. Arsenal are a team which, have, which attracts names. It attracts big players to the league without question or shadow of a doubt. Um, I don't think it would be the same without Arsenal in it. And seeing the youngsters really hungry and wanting more, and they went after Chelsea. Let's not forget, these players, the youngsters, they ran out there and they ran rings around the team. Excuse me. They didn't run rings around Fulham, or they didn't run rings around Sheffield United. They ran rings around Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't, didn't beat Chelsea. They humiliated Chelsea with some of their passing at times. And as a neutral watching the game, because it was a total neutral game for me to watch, I had no dog in the fight. Folded my arms and I just smiled. So I thought, this makes things very interesting for the second half of the season now. Mm-hmm. And we we said on the last episode oh, about... Oh, saved by Darlo. Darlow's been quality all season. He's yeah, just, it's shaming in the point blank bullet safe from Bobby Firmino. Wow, I think Salah's been really off the boil this game as well. Missed some really good uh, clean cut chances. But yeah, going back to to Arsenal, we said on the last episode that we think it's an issue with having big names, big names who uh, feel that they uh, maybe can bully Arteta almost, kind of not get their, uh, get their way. But when he's played the younger players, um, they've, they've played a lot better. I mean, the likes of Saka has been absolutely outstanding all season, but he brings in uh, Smith-Rowe, um, he brings in uh, uh, Maitland-Niles, and all of a sudden it's it's almost a, a totally different team. Uh, do you think it is an issue with uh, some of those big egos at, at Arsenal and they needed bringing down a peg or two and, and kind of bringing in some of those young, hungry players who, who have an affiliation with the club uh, and they want the club to uh, succeed rather than it just be a, a, a huge pay packet for them? Unquestionably. Sometimes if, if you... Um, aren't afraid of being dropped, then what's the, then what's the motivation of um, playing better? Mm-hmm. Um, or training better? I mean, look at Pogba. He get, he plays every chance that um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer wants to and doesn't drop him, even if he's playing badly. And we've seen that quite a lot over the last couple of years, him not, him not, him not being to his best. But the thing is, when he actually does play to his best 
he actually does. Um, he, he looks like he's worth that 90 million they spent on him. Yeah. But it's not enough. Mm-hmm. It's when not you, enough. When you're spending such a big money, you want that week in, week out. You don't want it uh, every now and again. And that's the thing, you see. Arsenal have dropped Ozil. They dropped Aubameyang. They dropped um, Pepe. And they went out there with the kid, basically. Um, Martinelli, Saka. Um, they've all come up through the academy together. Like you guys have said, they've all come up. They've all played together. They've got passion for this club. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I know that it's... Um, do you remember years ago, Max, that Carlsberg advert they did for the team talk? Okay. Um, they were doing the whole speech about, like, um, you know that shirt you're wearing? Your countryman would do anything to pull it on. Every Arsenal fan that's ever sat in the Emirates Stadium would do anything to play for their club. Mm-hmm. Would do anything. These people are privileged enough to play for this club. And they're paying a lot of bloody money to do so. And if they can't deliver, then, you know, you're not going to play. If you can't if you can't have passion for that, for that club, then don't play for that club. <laughs> but is is the issue not that uh, if Arsenal perform poorly, these big players can just move on and get signed for another club who, who will happily pay those wages? It, it, does it not speak to the fact that there's too much player power? Well, I think Arteta quite uh, it's in a lot of respect for me for making because it does take a lot of cojones to drop that level of star power. Yes, Bamiang was had a, had an injury, so he didn't, he wasn't, you know, starting or anything like that. But it's still, it takes cojones to put that many that many uh, unproven Premier League players in one team together. But they did a great job. I thought. I think they were. They, they did a, a job enough for me to think they're going to do well. Mm-hmm. They're going to do well. And they did. They blew Chelsea apart. Absolutely Woo-hoo. right. Uh, so we're now half-time, nil-nil. Uh, interesting half. Liverpool have had some really good chances, but uh, Newcastle certainly haven't just been uh, there to make up the numbers. They've had... 27% of the ball, but they've uh, they've used it very wisely, getting uh, getting six a- attempts on goal. But Liverpool have had some clear-cut chances and, and should be leading this game. Yeah, Liverpool should be ahead. Um, I think uh, Firmino had a, a good header, well-saved. Uh, Milner had a a, um, a daisy cutter, well-saved. Um, Salah's had one he should have finished better uh, but Venice Dyer made some good saves in this game to stop him from going, stop him and there's been some good defending as well uh, at the other end Matt Ritchie's been lively and um, Callum Wilson has been as well um, but um, no product really I mean, I'm watching some of the analysis right now when Callum Wilson's doing coming deep get, spending the ball out and then getting forward and that's something which he did a lot for Bournemouth yeah um, He's very good link in the play. And in fact, right at the beginning of the game is when he actually did that. And he put a ball in. And um, Alisson had to tip it over because it was stepping under the bar. Mm-hmm. And that was in the first minute. 
So, you know, um, Callum Wilson and um, and uh, Matt Ritchie are doing a lot to uh, torment um, not only Double A but also um, Nat Phillips on that right hand side. Yeah. Fabinho has been looking solid, but Nat Phillips been skinned once. Um, um, it's got to be stronger. Got to be stronger second half for Nat Phillips has because uh, they're going to come at him second half, and uh, especially if they put Andy Carroll on. Uh, he's going to need to be strong against him. He's going to need to be. Absolutely, especially with uh, with um, Fabinho not being exactly the tallest player. Uh, I think he's really fitted in well uh, in into the centre back role, uh, and Liverpool have needed him to be to to quickly learn that that role. Um, but there's still uh, lots of positives for, for Liverpool in this. I still think that there's definitely goals in this game. Um, it's just where are they going to come from? Are they going to come from a, a scrappy Newcastle or is it going to be uh, Liverpool finally putting Newcastle to, to, to bed? Well, I hope the latter, of course. But okay. I'm looking forward looking forward to a good, to a good second half. Yep. Um, so whilst we're still in the the half time break, let's uh, let's talk a little bit of the Clarets, um, Burnley with a uh, uh, coming coming off uh, off the recent loss, needing to kind of like pull back um, and and get back into winning ways, and we yes. uh, we got a scrappy win against uh, the. The, the fodder of the league in Sheffield United. Um, what did you think of that game? You say the fodder of the of the, of the uh, league. Let's not forget they've been they've been scrapping away really 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 hard every single game. At no point this year have I thought they've played bad football. Sheffield United at times have had have can kind of very unlucky to come away without anything in some of these games. The, I mean, the issue, the issue with them is goals. It's as simple as that. There's nobody where you can say that guy is going to be your your ten to fifteen uh, goal season person. And we we said that from from the beginning of the season. That was the issue, and and they've done nothing to to kind of come up and combat that. Uh, I like McGoldrick. Absolutely think he's a superstar, but he's just not Premier League quality in terms of getting your goals. Um, and and Sheffield are still struggling. I know they signed Ryan Brewster as well. They spent big money on him as well. Um, again, no goals coming from him at the moment either. It's, um, of course, the transfer is opening um, in two days' time, so it's hopefully um, they can get a goal score in. They need one desperately because otherwise they're going to go down... Uh, Faster than I actually can't make a joke on the air. Uh, <laughs> I've got to be tired, maybe being poised to be good, so I'm not going to be bad. Do you think they're going to go down record breakers, uh, beating Derby's points tally? If they don't get a goal scorer in quickly, then yes, they need results and need them fast. Doesn't matter how they come right now, they need to, uh, they need to be getting wins on the board and quickly. I mean, they, they outplayed Liverpool at times before we beat them 2 1 this year. They out, I mean, at times they were out playing Burnley um, the other day, but they didn't get the results they needed. They, they need points on the board. Even if it's just draws, they need points and quickly because, I mean, they're still sitting on one point. Two points. Oh, two points now, sorry. They're on two points. It's for 30th of December. Um, normally, normally I'd be saying uh, they're gone, but this is, we're in the, a season where anything can happen. 
I mean, yeah. if they if they go and sign a, a, a goal scorer to take them through um, to the end of the season, if nothing else, then they could end up shooting up the league if they get some game results. It's possible. These things can happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from uh, from where Burnley is, is in 16th uh, to the top half of the table, it's, it's only six points. It's not... It's not a, a huge amount of points. There's a, a lot of the teams are beating each other in, in this like, middle ground. The only problem is if you look at the table, the bottom four, they have none of them have got a win in the last five. Uh, Brighton um, have got uh, three draws and two losses. Fulham, four draws in a row. Um, West Brom, win, uh, lost, draw, lost, draw. And Sheffield, obviously, lost, 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 draw. Have, lost, you, lost. have you got the league table to hand, Mags? I have, yes. So I have at the moment. Um, if um, Burn, if not Burnley, if Sheffield United were to get to ne- win the next two games and teams have them lose, where would they be? Well, they are six points adrift of West Brom in 19th. So two wins would put them, up, would put them in the fight again. Mm, um, two wins would still be, two wins they'd still be rock bottom. Yeah, but it'd still be in the mix to be in the house. Uh, to get out of the uh, relegation zone, they need 11 points. But two win to put them back in the mix, and they need that quickly. They need wins. I, I think they need just a win for confidence more than anything. Uh, because, like you said, uh, they, they did. there were periods in the Berlin game where they were the better team. I mean, they had 60, I want to say 63% of the ball. Uh, they had more shots than Burnley. Uh, same amount on target, more corners. Uh, it's just that Burnley's chances were much more clearer. Uh, Chris Wood can be very aggrieved he didn't score. And you could see the the, the anger in his face when, he's, uh, when he's, uh, his shot was saved. Ashley Barnes was as lively as ever. But I think for me, the... The change has come with uh, with bringing Robbie Brady back into the into the fold. That guy uh, has got such an underrated cross. Uh, he's able to get it on a sixpence, uh, whether it's from a corner, whether it's from open play. Uh, he he was the the man that changed that game. Uh, his cro- his cross from that corner for for Ben Mee was absolutely beautiful. His cross for Wood and his chance was it it, it was. It was international quality cross. It was just as simple as that. You 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 won't see many other players able to to be that accurate. Um, and he was the difference maker for me in, uh, in this game. But it's two wins at home in a row for Burnley. So I think that's the first time we've done that. Certainly this season. I think even into like the the early parts of last season. Uh, so yeah. Uh, after being very, very worried about Burnley and, and whether we're going to be able to kind of climb out of that relegation zone, we're actually the, in the bottom of the table, the informed team with our three wins in the last five. And you were worried that you wouldn't uh, that you wouldn't uh, say up or not, Mags, as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we spoke uh, multiple times about how we Burnley as a club spent next to nothing uh, on players. We've got the smallest squad in the Premier League by a long, long way to the to the point where our bench is made up of, of youngsters. It's all youngsters, pretty much. And we, I still believe that we need to spend some money in January to, to at least give us a fine chance of getting uh, back to mid-table. Um, but, 
yeah, the the future's uh, looking a lot more positive than it than it was maybe three or four weeks ago. Absolutely, and as IWGP Chris as well, who listens to the show. Hello, to Chris, of course, uh, big Bernie fan. I told you as well that Bernie would stay up, and Bernie will stay up. Uh, into the chat as well, we've got um, Connor, Mc- Connor McCabe saying hello, Max. Oh, hello, Connor. Yes, yeah, so um, regular listener. Big listener and frequent commenter. Welcome. Um, hope you've been enjoying the show. Don't forget, of course, if you um, do a follow, like, share, and subscribe. Like, well. share, like, share, and subscribe to the um, to a shooting sportish um, uh, channel, and of course, um, give a follow at Radio Tech as well, and also to Mags at the at DEJ Coach B, and also to Matt at the Matt Attack UK uh, and his multitude number of shows on Visionaries Global Media. Uh, Look up in professional, Max. It's fantastic, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Who needs Tanner Tanner to control the show? Yeah, it's all going well so far. We are maybe about five minutes, maybe about five minutes. Well, it's just coming out now for the second half. I lost track of, of of how far in the section to half time it were. We're just coming out now on my screen bags, which will be about a minute away for you. Okay, so let's talk Southampton West Ham. That was boring. <laughs> Can you believe, Mags, in the UK? Um, some some before we went back to all games being put back on TV channels and on streaming services. Um, they're going to charge 15, 15 quid a game for that crap. Mm-hmm. One, and that one would have been I think uh, the um, the Burnley and I, I want to say West Brom maybe game was it Burnley or West Brom? Anyway, one of one of the the Burnley games was the lowest uh, paid game. I think less than five hundred people actually bought the game, and uh, instead the uh, the 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 Burnley fans uh, put it towards a local charity that uh, uh, that helps food banks, and we actually raised like thirty odd thousand pounds for for food banks just because we put that that fifteen quid to watch Burnley <laughs> um, mm. towards that, which I think that was a, an eye opener for the the Premier League that this wasn't the right time to try double dipping uh, fans, and especially with games like Burnley versus uh, versus West Brom. <laughs> Absolutely. Second half underway on my screen, Max. But um, back in the chat, we'd be pop. Uh, five minutes ago, saying Premier League has no plans for a break and are happy with current COVID protocols. Um, in fact, if, as long as the protocols are kept, then it, there shouldn't be a problem. If when people aren't keeping the protocol, but there's a problem. Uh, also, from Connor McCabe, um, my favourite team, Arsenal, got a good win yesterday, which was neither badly. Yes, we've touched on that already. Well done, Arsenal, for, yeah. for keeping your winning run going. Two wins in a row as well. Exactly. That's- that is what you call a run this, <laughs> this year, unfortunately. No one seems yeah. to keep any kind of momentum going. So, Arsenal, one of the form teams, you could, you could argue at the moment. Um. Yeah, West Ham Southampton wasn't a great game. Both teams are both teams are playing solidly at the moment, though. Um, Southampton, of course, they their manager was managing from home because he's um, following protocol. He didn't go anywhere near what he found out. Someone was in um, someone from his household had symptoms, apparently, or certainly yeah. had isolated. So he isolated as well. He did the right thing. Um, 
West Ham had that season already with David Moyes trying to do the same thing, of course. Um, and these, these two teams, for me, they, they, they're both good teams. Uh, it just seemed like it seemed like it was nobody wanted to be there. Do you remember in the old days, we used to get, pick up a yellow card before Christmas so you could miss the whole of Christmas and New Year? Yeah, yeah. It felt, it felt like eleven. It felt like twenty-two players who wish they got that before before Christmas Eve. Yeah, and, and and looking at the the form forms of these two, they're exactly the same. One win in the last five, three draws uh, and a loss. Uh, Southampton have really dropped off form though, because these were uh, these were the front runners at the early part of the season. Uh, there was a, a period where they spent. 24 hours at the top of the league and now they're, they're languishing in Nantes and really kind of um, struggling to get amongst the goals again. Mm. 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 Yeah, Matt, in the comments, by the way, we can't actually uh, say that one out loud. <laughs> we can't say that. Matt, you know that, dude. Right. Um, who else has been playing Matt recently? Who, else, who, are, we, who are we painfully neglecting? In terms of in the league, who's who been who has been playing? Bratton. Bratton deserved neglecting. <laughs> they, I, I feel for Bratton as well, though, because they they do play some really nice football. Uh, I like um, Mope. I think Lamptey is a, a star in the making, but there's not enough quality there for, for me uh, with, with Brown. Uh, they, they really are struggling uh, to to score and also defensively, they, they're not the strongest. Oh, Fabinho, lucky to get a yellow there. Wow, I'm on 47 minutes right now, so... Um, That's a full um, body check. Oof. That would have been a thin bit in, in ice hockey. Well, I'm, I'm right now. We've got Fabinho on the ball. Um, what minute are you on, Matt? Uh, 48.49 now. That's one. That's a beautiful little thing about um, since we've had no fans of matches. You can actually hear the shouts from the goalkeeper much more. Yeah, you hear Allison can speak perfect English. It's great. <laughs> I will just say that. That's what I'm going to repeat. Level of a very high line again. Yeah, the. I don't get the first man though. Liverpool, when they play the high line and they play it right, it, it works really well for them. It's it's when um, they don't stick to it and players kind of drift off. It can leave them uh, leave a lot of gaps for them. It didn't even clear the first man, which I believe was Curtis Jones behind the wall. It was well, actually, it didn't even reach the wall. It, it, it was not good at all. I'm not entirely sure what referee's given there. If I'm being brutally honest. And I'm not saying as a biased player, I'm not as a biased fan. I don't actually see what he's given there. It looks like he's gone down after Mane's rushed him. And now Liverpool break. 
is a bit back and forth to be fair moment last minutes getting quite tasty though well is that a lady leg from, from Milner well cleared in the end it is one into the other literally Ooh, I'm now on 49 minutes, so I am. I think I'm way behind you now. You are now two minutes behind me, Meg. Yeah, I'm up to where Newcastle have a free kick. See what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pause it, Meg. <laughs> no, no, it's fine, honestly. I, I, I'm getting what I got, uh, what I give out to uh, Tanner and Stephen at the, at the last show where I was feeding them the information. <laughs> It did. I'm, I'm trying not to be a commentator, that's so. No, absolutely. Uh, I reap what I saw, so I reap what I saw. <laughs> so the the last game, oh, well, the la we've got two more games to cover over yeah. this, uh, this last few days. Uh, let's go with Man United first. Uh, how did you feel about uh, Man United and Wolves? I felt really bad for Wolves. Mm -hmm. Um, Man United getting a late goal at Old Trafford. How how familiar does this sound, Max? Well, um, I, th I think Man United played well. Um, they they certainly had the most of the ball. Um, what is worrying is that that Wolves had more shots on target than the Man United in 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 the in the game. Um, Fabio um, Silva was was so unlucky not to score. Um, but yeah, I um, it's just, I just feel for for Wolves because they put on such good performances and just don't get uh, the kind of points that they deserve. I think. Hmm. Yeah, and and then you've got you know the man that everybody love loves, even if you're not a Man United fan, Marcus Rashford, will arise the next Prime Minister, from all accounts. Um, he, um, he can, he see, it seems like he can do no wrong. Uh, especially when it comes to getting late goals for his club. That is, that is very, very true. Uh, did you see the, the chance that, uh, that uh, Bruno Fernandez had uh, that uh, that Rui Patricio picked out the air and then almost um, it was almost an overhead kick from uh, from Cavani to put it in. Um, I, th I felt that that West Brom deserved to come out of this game. Uh, Wolves deserved to come out of this game with a point, and they they got kind of robbed at the end of the game. I think I feel that is the case, and it seems it's. Mind you, I feel that way any time any team going to come with Mole Trevor without getting any points. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but just because I've got hate for Bay Night doesn't mean it's any less factual. Um, a lot of teams have gone to Old Trafford now, and it used to be a fortress. Now it's a Wendy house. Wow. <laughs> and and how do you feel about uh, Ole 
uh, and his and his um, his time as as Man United manager. I mean, this is a Man United team who are now second place, and so many people were writing them off uh, at different stages of the season, and and now they're within two points of the leaders, and have been sneakily building up uh, some some uh, the the points and, and really climbing up that table. I will say they're second place in a in a in a, in a league in a league season where. Second place has been held by every team apart from Sheffield United. It feels like. Um, well, I, I don't think Burnley have quite been second place yet. But I think like, you probably held it briefly. Alphabetically, yeah, <laughs> we were third, I think. At the risk of sounding like an arrogant ass, and I'm aware of how much I sound like on a regular basis, second place is just the first loser. <sighs> I. I, I say as someone who'd been a run-up on many occasions as a dart player, and I've seen Liverpool on a losing side more times than winning side in, a, in cup finals and league title chasing seasons since I became a football fan. So it's not like I'm, you know, it's, it is very much the truth, unfortunately. Do you, do you, do you feel that Maynard can keep this going and then um, will be the, the team to, to uh, be up there with Liverpool at the end of the season, I want them to. Just so you can beat them, beat them down. I want, I want them to be our nearest challengers because that way there's no, because that way Man United fans can say, "Well, we had a bad season." I say, "In a good season," and you still couldn't do it. Man United fans, not all of them. But there are a select amount of United fans who literally think the sun shines out of Bruno Fernandez's backside because he can take a good penalty. Now he can take a good penalty, but I, and I, he, I he, can't and stand he's a, the a jump. I can't stand it. And he is a very good footballer. There's no question about it. When he plays, United are better. There's no question about that. But you also just get, I also just get frustrated with people who think. Mm, it's just frustrating because United, you, know, you feel that that talent they've got should be much higher. Mm-hmm. In fact, they've got their best goalkeeper on the bench half the time as well. What um, uh, Man United goalkeeper yeah. Dean Henderson? You think really think you think he's I, better than than De Gea? I, I think De Gea makes more mistakes. Interesting. Is, that is a bad miss. Yes, it was a bad miss, um, Matt. Yeah. So let's uh, let's look at the last game, uh, and it's arguably the best game. West Brom uh, coming off uh, that uh, very well deserved point against Liverpool. Yes, um, they got absolutely tanked, tanked five nil. Uh, starting the game off um, by scoring their own goal. Uh, what did you think of Sawyer's own goal? Uh, whew, that was that was brutal. I've never seen someone score a twenty-five yard own goal before, not on a FIFA game. <laughs> it was just the no look pass back, though. Uh, what was he thinking? Well, I think you're thinking his keeper was there. But obviously he wasn't. It clearly wasn't there. Uh, and then after that, um, 
Leeds just kept scoring world after world after world. Uh, three world class goals in a row with uh, Alioska, uh, Harrison, and, and Rodrigo uh, before um, before uh, Bilali wrapped it up at the end. Uh, what do you think about this Leeds team? Very kind of almost like a Jekyll and Hard team, I think, uh, where they can come out and play games like this where they it's just glorious to watch, and then other games they they seem to struggle and uh, defensively they just fall to bits. Well, I remember someone saying about how Bielsa's up for manager of the season and I noticed that the other day. Um, and I was looking at some of the stats of it and I think they are lowest on shots on goal, um, either lowest or second lowest on shots on goal, goals scored, um, most goals conceded, um, uh, least by possession, basically, they're 19th and 20th in every single ranking in, in the yeah, Premier League. That, in in defen- defensively, they were uh, that's and, attacking, a, and attackingly as well. Oh, attackingly, they were uh, uh, twos and threes in terms of uh, having shots, having uh, shots on target, expected goals. Uh, they were all that like, really well, uh, highly ranked. It was when they, it came to uh, shots conceded, um, saves that the keepers have had to make, uh, expected goals against. They were where they were like 19th, 19th, 20th, 20th, 20th. So this is uh, where they, it's the Jekyll and Hyde of, of the club. Defensively, they are, they are so, so weak and they rely on controlling the game and attacking to 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 mean that the defence don't have to work. But when that doesn't work for them, defensively, they get destroyed. Yeah. As, as they did against Man United. It's, it's, um, it's interesting because when they came and played against us at Anfield to start the season, they were phenomenal. And most of the games this year, they have played and then like, extremely entertaining to watch. Even when they lost to United 6-2, they were still entertaining to watch. They didn't stop playing. They kept playing and playing and playing. Bielsa didn't change his game plan. He kept going. Thing is, though, is that with all of those defensive frailties that they have, I'm like, Bielsa, has anybody told you you're not in the championship anymore? You don't get away with that in the Premier League. The only reason they're not lowered down is because they've scored more goals. Well, they, uh, as they are in the table now, they are the epitome of a middle-of-the-road team. They're in 11th place. Uh, they've uh, After playing 16 games, they've won seven, lost seven, drawn two, scored 30, and conceded 30. So it's literally, they couldn't be uh, any more kind of poles apart uh, in terms of defence and attack. Uh, yeah, it, Do you think that they are are going to uh, be able to push for a European place, or do you think uh, middle of the table is is kind of their ceiling? See, it's hard to call, really. I think the problem there is we don't know um, what the season's got in store for us, because this year is just so higgledy-piggledy, it could be anywhere. Um, I personally think Leeds have the quality to do so, um, but they need to stop letting in goals quickly because it's don't take one or two results where you got a few more negatives than positives and you are 
you're going you're sliding back towards a uh, relegation battle with Sheffield United and Fulham. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. Mm. So, um, you you were uh, before we start recording. You were you were talking about a, a story about Leeds uh, and the aftermath of this game. Uh, <laughs> and now I don't fully know all the details. I know the the story you are talking about, but can you kind of fill us in on 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 what happened post game uh, in terms of Leeds and their their ridiculous social media? Um, yes, I'm going to flick across to. Um to Facebook to look up the actual in question because it was quite it was quite disturbing in places some of the things that have been discussed mm-hmm. um, I would normally use this moment to uh, because it's live I can't do it of course so I've got, I've got to just quickly scroll through and fill for time if you can, Max, while I'm doing this. Yeah, so, um, um, my my uh, my screen is on 61 minutes for Liverpool. Uh, really getting pressed back by by Newcastle, but uh, they're able to to pull it out of uh, out of defence. But Newcastle are so being so tenacious, just fighting for every single ball uh, foul there by Matt Ritchie. Though it looks like. Thank you, Max. Appreciate that. Um, it is. It's difficult to um, put into words just how daft some of the uh, people can be on Twitter. I mean, we are um, we're fans, obviously, of of professional wrestling mag as well. And we've seen some of the wrestling Twitter be um, less than dignified at times, shall we say? Um, I'm just going to go into a um, into a couple of the comments after Facebook have commented on the um, the official Leeds United Twitter post uh, where they promoted because of COVID with the scratching chin emoji yeah. um, smile one the lead by ten points. And then the waving emoji, high prime video sport, because obviously um, the um, I've forgotten the lady in question who was doing the commentary. Um, pretty sure that if you don't agree with a uh, if you don't agree with a uh, pundit, you're totally entitled to your opinion. Um, no, I don't agree with a lot of things Graham Sooner says, for example. Quite a lot of the time, in fact. I don't agree with what Graham Sooner says. I think he's severely outdated or absolute miss from Salivar. That's That could be crucial. Um, but looking through, it's been posted um, um, on Facebook and it's had 135 comments. I'm not going to go through them all, but I'm just going to go through a couple just to... Uh, Give an example of what some people have been saying about um, the fact that official Twitter put this out. Um, someone says, a really poor from the official Twitter account. Pundits can give sensationalist comments to give coverage or name themselves, but this wasn't even that. The best way to show that Bielsa ball is sustainable after full season is go and get results. Um, they had a great 5-0 win yesterday, of course, and mm-hmm. no, 
don't take that away from them. But the fact is, he can't play that style of football in every single game. No. I say that as someone who quite happily will watch Liverpool pass you to death and then put it back in the net for an absolute worldie from a thick edge of the box by Salah. Um, but you get it. You get comments like that and Leeds fans just not, aren't they happy that a pundit has slightly mocked them, I guess. Um, I mean, if, you if the punchy is poor, I mean, you've got your right to express that, but some people calling her ability to actually be a uh, actual pundit into question. I mean, she's a qualified, um, she's qualified to answer this. I mean, she's got international caps. Yeah. Um, she got more it's caps. Just for context, it's Karen Khan, a former England international and very well-respected pundit. I mean, she Absolutely. knows what she's talking about. Absolutely. Uh, Matt, take this corner out when it comes in. at 7.30. You are going to uh, be amazed. Oh, Salah again. I've just got where Salah just put it wide. Mm-hmm. I mean, going back to the... the 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 Karen Carney thing though I mean uh, it's it's easy to argue that she's got a point because uh, Leeds were on a uh, a five game unbeaten run before the season uh, paused for COVID um, but then um, they they did have a, a mini slump before that so yeah I, I mean it, it she does make sense I think it's just a, a lot of mm. it kind of stirred up a lot of uh, bitterness from, like you said, uh, uh, fans who uh, don't like to hear their their team um, be criticised. Mm. But not only that, it's it stirred up a lot of. Uh, I mean, I've, I've only seen the the Twitter post about it, but it stirred up a lot of uh, misogyny. Where yeah. because she's female, she shouldn't know what she's talking about, which is just not the case. She knows way more about football than than a lot of men and certainly a lot of uh, a lot of pundits that we see on, on, on TV. Absolutely. I've got some facts here, for example. I know you like facts, Mags. And, yeah, and Tanner's back with us. Hey, I'm back. Sorry, guys. Uh, I had to step away. We feel for England there, we did. We've, we've been discussing <laughs> everything from the Magna Carta to, uh, to, the, to the First Amendment rights. Everything. We've, been, we've been doing a good job for you, Tanner. Hey, well, thank you, guys. I, I really appreciate that, you know. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sorry to have left you in a lurch. Uh, just to break the fourth wall, I, I'm moving this week. Um, for those who are really observant, um, I'm actually sitting on the floor right now watching the game. Uh, so I, <laughs> I, 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 I got... wonder why you're looking up each time, me, booty. Yes. But, yeah, I had to, I had to step away uh, because the, the fam needed me uh, to, to help with moving some stuff. And I was like, come on, like I, I, I told you guys I was going to be on the schedule. But I, okay. but I think I thank my wife uh, for for being so patient with me. Okay, I'm going to bring these stats back to you quickly, Mags. Okay, uh, from January to March, so pre-lockdown, Leeds picked up 17 points out of 36. That's 47 percent of the points available. From lockdown, uh, after lockdown, sorry, from 27 points, they picked up 22, which is 81 percent. A turnaround in form after lockdown. Um, so COVID may have changed their form 
for the better. So she's right to highlight this in my in, and in in if that is the case. Because but it's it's I mean, if you don't agree with a pundit, that is entirely your prerogative. But it's wrong to turn around and say she don't know because she a woman. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry, but the woman has has played for her country. Uh, most people who are complainers have never actually been to a ground to watch a game of football. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's a, a very fair point. Um, I mean, uh, and I think that 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 was kind of what I was alluding to earlier in the in, in the show was like you can you can you know say you know uh, you know that. Uh, you know that that leads don't deserve to be there, or they barely got there. They were ten points clear, whatever, right? Like I think that's what what Lee's was saying on their page. Their admin was saying, "Oh yeah, we're ten points clear." You know, then and, and they're making this whole argument about like you know just dismissing what she said. And while maybe what she said, uh, you know, leads getting in because of COVID, that's debatable, right? But I don't think that it's it's necessarily right to dismiss her just based on on gender. That's that's very that's very mm. obscene. I think no. that's, that 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 was the worst thing for me was the the misogyny, um, mm. as, as if she didn't have a clue uh, what she was talking about, uh, and she clearly does. Like like we've said, she's a an uh, an international footballer, uh, respected pundit the the world over. And Mag, Mag, I need to. I'm sorry, I need to interrupt you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, breaking news coming in from St. James's Park. We have a first appearance of Tiago in a actual shirt coming about to come on. Will Will he make it through the rest of the game? He's about to come on. I think uh, well, Jones is going to come off for Genie Wijnaldum. So I'm wondering who he's going to bring off here to be fair. But with a rather short shorts, Tiago. You're not in Brazil now, buddy. <laughs> but getting back to the the the, the Karen Carnage bit and 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 kind of like putting my my no, no. final thoughts um, mm. down, I think she had a point. I think uh, like Matt said, they were they went into the COVID break uh, really struggling for form and came out of it uh, and absolutely romped away at the end of it. Um, mm. So COVID definitely did give them that break. But what was not included in, in the video that, that at least I saw shared on Twitter was the fact that she alluded to uh, past uh, uh, Bielsa teams where they have struggled in the second half of the season because he runs them at such a frenetic pace uh, that this is why the COVID uh, situation helped them because they had then weeks of breaks to, to recuperate. Uh, if they didn't have that, could they have, uh, have all been gassed for the, the rest of the season? I think that was the point she was trying to make. Uh, and the, the Leeds uh, fans and the Leeds uh, social media just took what she said, the, a, a small fragment of what she said, totally out of context and, and have, have ripped this poor lady apart when it, she, she absolutely didn't deserve it. Absolutely. Tiago Alcantara has just come on for James Milner. Enjoy, enjoy the um, the Newcastle defender with his shorts down if you want as well for moments as well. Fantastic. <laughs> um, just just a dude that that guy's pants are like almost yeah, fully off. Yeah, what are they yeah. looking at? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Even, right the, even the token gang want to see that one. <laughs> you don't see that wow. every day here. This is football, ladies and gentlemen. Um, no, but I, I guess what what 
and maybe maybe people online are talking about this. I haven't looked at all this on Twitter as much. I'm just like negativity blah, right? <laughs> uh, between this and all the negativity on wrestling Twitter, you know, you know, following the stuff yeah. for Headlock Talk, it's been kind of nuts. Um, but like, let's say for example, uh, Gary Neville said this, or Rio Ferdinand said this, or you know, Jamie Carragher said it. Or whoever, the the backlash would not nearly be, you know, this a, a Leeds United admin on Twitter would not be going at Rio Ferdinand for for saying something like this. That is so, GBH on that is G. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Max. Sorry, that is GBH on a pitch. You'd have been arrested for that tackle. You can get a yellow card. I was just going to say they certainly wouldn't go up against uh, Roy Keane if he said it. Yeah, Roy no. Keane, if, if he said it, you know, yeah. I don't know. Kind of crazy. Um, Tiago Alcantara is on, and I'm just, I'm just waiting to see some beautiful passes. This is, this, mm. is, this is great. This is, this is a great moment, you guys. It's I'm nice really to see Tiago back for the Premier League in general, because he's a, he's a marquee player for the league in general. He's, he, he's great he, to see he, him he, back. He's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. Like, people, people rave about Kevin De Bruyne, like he's like the, the next coming of, you know, Javi, but uh, no, this is this is this is the man right here. This is Max, the man, Thiago we, Alcantara. We were talking about players that um, Sheffield United need a striker desperately. Would mm-hmm. they plump for a player who is currently out of contract, seeing as he's had his contract terminated by his club, Diego Costa? When I saw that, mm. I instantly thought he would fit in really well at Burnley. I think his 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 style of play would be because he's a very heavy uh, kind of um, player in in terms of uh, crunching tackles. Uh, I think he would be a, a brilliant fit. We couldn't afford him; could not afford his wages. But well, he, actually, I might be able to. If you you might take be over. able to. This takeover is annoying me because it's taking so long to happen. <laughs> we needed this to happen about a month ago just to get. The, get all the logistics in so we can spend in the next few weeks but it's looking unlikely right now but yeah I would have loved to see him at, at, um, at Burnley do I think he'll go to a club like Sheffield? No I think he still thinks that he has got uh, something to offer uh, I don't think he would drop down to the level of Sheffield United um, I think Someone like maybe Southampton could do with uh, with someone like Costa. Uh, they're struggling for goals uh, with uh, uh, mm-hmm. Danny Ings being off the boil. Um, we spoke that um, earlier in the season about how without Ings, uh, you can't really see where their next kind of big goal scorer comes from. Um, Diego Costa well, hit the, against someone's arm. No penalty given. No, that, no penalty given. No penalty uh, given doesn't mean that there won't be a penalty. It just means VAR will stick their nose in. I don't. It wasn't a penalty. No way. It wasn't a penalty. Five nerds go in the chat. Puts up a deal. Costa yeah, yeah. will go to Wolves. I think that's an interesting shout. He can't. He's um, not Portuguese. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, no, I mean Wolves do need a, a striker. Wolves do need a striker. I think that that move makes a lot of sense. I think that if it's not Wolves, in all honesty, because look, I've heard this wild rumor that apparently Everton, like he wants to go to Everton. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, where is, no where does it fit into that team? Yeah, it doesn't. He doesn't. Fit into that team. 
he doesn't, but he fits more into Wolves than he would with Everton or anywhere else. I think that's a great shout, Five Nerds Go. Uh, and, uh, of course, the other thing, too, is and I have no doubt that this is going to happen. Uh, he might go to. He might just go to China. He might just go to China and just take the payday. At the moment, he won't. <laughs> At the moment, he uh, won't. <laughs> He's not allowed in. They've locked it down again. Oh well, there you go. So, fun. I, I think he's. I think that's the problem. But a lot of places, it's more case of where he can go than anything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the likelihood is he stays in Spain. As, in uh, fairness, as as because I've got one other chat as well, Tanner. So I'm seeing it before you. I think five minutes ago, saying um, Jorge Mendes is his agent who does a lot of wall transfer stuff. That is very true as well. He does have a lot of money coming in through his accounts usually, and uh, oh, good save by um, by Allison. Very good two two fist punch away. Good good save. Mm-hmm. I've got 11 minutes left on my clock. Yep, I'm just about. I, I really do feel... Is that the cider that you, you said that you would break out later? The cider is in, is in play. <laughs> Store <laughs> brand cider. The cider's <laughs> been in play since half-time, I, I'd like to point out. Though, so. um, I, I really do feel like there's a late winner here. Um, hopefully yeah, so that's, that's what worries me, unfortunately. It's certainly big chance. Liverpool have had some great chances. Uh, yeah. Salah has been uh, disappointing in, in terms of uh, 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 being up front. He's missed some real sitters. Um, mm-hmm. but, but Newcastle have certainly held their own and they, they're fighting for every single ball, which is uh, it, it is good to see uh, them really kind of putting, uh, putting up a good challenge against Liverpool. Mm. One out of Robertson. I'm sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> fine. I was I was saying whilst you were away, Tanner, that uh, this is me reaping what I saw with uh, Matt's uh, Matt Screen being earlier than mine after I, after I was tormenting you and Stephen. Hey, you know this is this is this is perfectly <gasps> fine. I'm really happy to be here. Oh my gosh, how's it going? Well, then we'll find out later, Mags. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if you guys have already covered this, but there, there was also the wild rumor gun of kind of going around based on, uh, Mo Salah saying, uh, or, or rather not saying that he would commit any kind of future to Liverpool. And, and that was based on a conversation he had with a, a Barcelona based, uh, news outlet, I believe. Um, I mean, if given the opportunity, I mean, would would you uh, foresee it being a, a wise move to possibly sell someone like Mo Salah this, after the after the season for maybe somebody along the lines of Jaden Sancho or Kylian Mbappe, both of which who have been linked to Liverpool uh, all through this year? I think of of think of of the uh, the trio Salah's the one Salah's one you'd, that would go. I think Mane is just adored. So, I mean, they're all adored. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think Bobby just is—he's been around in the He's been in—he's ingrained in Liverpool almost for so long now, um, and so Sadio uh, Mo is amazing. Don't get me wrong, but you also just feel sometimes that Mo yearns to play for Real a little. 
Um, mm. To be fair, I think all of them wouldn't mind the attention. Mm. But at the same time, you're playing for the best team in the country, arguably in the world, arguably. People can argue that one until the towels come home. But, you know, as, as things stand right now, they are still reigning world club champions, which means they are the best team in the world, factually. Um, <laughs> and why would you want to leave that? Yeah. There's been a lot of tension, though, between... Uh, Mane, who uh, who was uh, upset about being subbed off recently, and then Mo Salah, who uh, made uh, uh, some comments about not being named as captain. So there is kind of a cracks. Yeah, allegedly. Obviously, everything's alleged, but there is kind of cracks in that uh, in in the 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 way that they they seem to maybe not be as hundred percent committed behind Liverpool as as they once were, and when teams like Barcelona, Paris, uh, Real Madrid all come sniffing round, they can turn players as it's as simple as that. People mm. want that on their resume that they've played for these big clubs, uh, mm. and also they know that they're going to get a massive massive uh, uh, pay rise. Mm. Out of the three, I think. Um, Firmino's safe because uh, his, his form suggests that nobody will want him. Wow. <laughs> wow. No, I, I think for, for Firmino stays because he's he kind of brings a similar, not a similar playing style, but definitely a similar. How did that not go in? Wow. Okay. He br- Oh, it's offsides. Uh, he brings an aesthetic kind of like what uh, Sergio Aguero kind of brings an aesthetic to Manchester City. It, it, it would be very hard to replace Firmino for what he does in that specific role that Klopp has him doing. Well, um, to, to say that though, I think buying Jota, that he is the perfect replacement for someone like Firmino. Uh, I don't think Jota is uh, the kind of player that can fulfil the role of Mane or Salah. He's definitely mm-hmm. the uh, the kind of uh, the middleman. Uh, so if, if anyone's been replaced already, it's Firmino. And the irony is that he's the one who's most likely to stay. Um, mm. For me personally, I think uh, it would be, it would be very wise to, to cash in on at least one of them because these are multi hundreds of millions of pound Oof. players. And if, if uh, one of them wants to go, I think cashing in and, and getting a big, a big lump sum and, and maybe picking up someone like Sancho who, who's mm-hmm. itching to get back to the, the Premier League. I think that's mm-hmm. a wise decision. Um, it's just be a shame to to break up this absolutely amazingly mm-hmm. fruitful uh, uh, trio that you've got at Anfield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, th- there is, there is the argument to that as we, as we kind of end, uh, not end up, but like as, as we're closing in on five minutes left here in regular time, um, Look, if, if if it was me and if I was Michael Edwards or Jurgen Klopp or whoever at Liverpool and somebody came to me and said, look, we have an opportunity to sell Mo Salah and Sadio Mane, but in turn, you would get Kylian Mbappe and Jadon Sancho. I, I mean, I, I would have a very hard time turning that down. I'd turn down um, Mbappe. Uh, what? You ah. would turn down bringing Kylian Mbappe for... for Sadio Mane or, or I'd Mo Salah? Keep, I'd keep Mane. Uh, if you give me two between Mane over and Mbappe, Mbappe. over Mbappe, I would, I'd keep Mane uh, over Mbappe. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna you, have to. I'm gonna have to disagree. I think you. I, I think if Mbappe is offered to you, I think you, I think you go after him. 
I think you've been on bath salts, Matt. And <laughs> Bappe, how much would, would would Paris want from Bappe for a start? Well, they might not have to get him for that much if he just exits out of his contract like he's planning on doing anyway. Yeah, that's yeah, how he yeah. got. That's how he left but, from from Monaco. Is, is the, yeah. the rumor is he 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 has absolutely no issue at all of buying himself out of his own contracts. The problem I have with it is is that Mbappe has only ever played in the French league, which is a farmers league, and he's playing. <laughs> I love it. Wow, <laughs> they are. It is a wow. farmers league. Yeah. At the end you of the know, day, uh, he's playing. He's playing for the best team by a by a country mile. In that league, he also did more to get them. Arguably, he did more to get them to the Champions League finals than Neymar did, and he's also a World Cup winner. <laughs> um, so I mean, get, get them to uh, get them to the final. He didn't win it. No, well, yeah, I mean, I yes, you're you're absolutely the World right. Cup winner. I'd like to point out a World Cup finals was they in love that year. Yes, Day- Dayan Lovren was a, a World Cup finalist. Yeah, that, this is true. He, he, and the thing is, but the thing is, Mbappe has he never... Also, he, Dayan Lovren also proclaimed himself as the best defender uh, on the planet. Yes, uh, we haven't got time finals. to go into the reason why he's wrong. Um, but Kylian Mbappe... Not had the time? I mean, it seems like we have we have at least 10 minutes. I haven't, I haven't got... No, there's enough time because I could spend hours arguing the case for and against that, to be brutally honest. Was it was it not Lovren that scored an absolute worlder uh, in in the Champions League? Oh my league? god! Uh, yes, he did. That was an amazing goal. Um, yeah, we are still nil nil at the eighty seventh minute here, folks. <clears throat> I, I how exactly? I mean, it looked like there could have there could have and possibly should have been I would argue that there would have been a penalty shout for the goalkeeper hanging on to Mane like he did a few minutes ago, mm. um, but that's just me. I don't, I don't think you can do that. I think that's a, that's an illegal uh, move, uh, an illegal maneuver. Um, <laughs> what a maneuver. What a maneuver. Um, five nerds go in the chat also says that Mustafi is a World Cup winner. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, he 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 won it. So so is Mario Götze. Uh, he's a World Cup winner. Uh, uh, who, who else? Giroud. Giroud's a World Cup winner. Olivier Giroud is a World Cup winner. Giroudinho. Sorry, uh, Giroudinho. G- Giroudinho. Uh, yeah, there, there a lot of people. Uh, not not a lot, but there's plenty of people who have won a, a World Cup. Um, there's plenty of people who haven't won a World Cup. Frank LeBeuf yeah. famously won the World Cup. He never shot about it, in fact. You know, Lionel Messi has never won a World Cup. No. N- neither has Cristiano Ronaldo. No, but he won a European Championship. He's won a, he's won a trophy, at least, with his club, with his country. Fair. He's saying that Messi's never done. <laughs> Ryan Giggs never won a World Cup. No, he didn't. Right, he's never qualified for World Cup. <laughs> he, he never qualified really to play for Wales. He, did, he was always uh, injured or ill on on uh, international days. I don't think he qualified for one. He's been manager of Wales either. No. What an interesting game this has been. I it's been, uh, it's been frustrating to watch at times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you would have thought that. Uh, 
And again, I, I harbor nothing on uh, Tiago Alcantara for coming on with like 20 minutes left to go. But like, I mean, usually he's one of those guys that you would imagine to, you know, bring a huge impact into the game. Obviously, this is, you know, his first game back from injury. Four minutes um, to be done. Mm-hmm. Five nerds go in the chat. He didn't win it. He got crippled in the final and Swansea's editor scored. He showed more passion than the Hulk. The manager did at any point. He was one getting everything sorted out. Telling people to get penalties. He had no, the manager could not have been less asked to be there. Ridiculous. Corner in. Save punched away by Allison. Oof, this is know, not Liverpool. for Liverpool. Nope. Nope. Does this mean that Man United uh, go top in the next game? <laughs> no. <laughs> After as much trash as we talked uh, about Manchester United earlier in the season, Mags, um, you know, who knows? Who knows? Shakiri coming on. Well, Man United's next game is against Villa. Then that's oh, gonna be a no. Villa's gonna go in there and they're gonna they're gonna score eight goals on Manchester United. The man whose hips don't lie has come on, Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> and off has gone and the king has left the field. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully we get a late winner here, but uh It's the yeah. king. Like it's looking to me like Newcastle was happy with point. Yeah. And yeah. It, it must be frustrating for Liverpool fans knowing that you've drawn now with 19th and then now are drawing with 14th. But yet yeah, everybody else you've been absolutely demolishing. Yeah. That's the way we go, though, because the team that are top of the table will come out against us so we can beat them on the counter with everyone else just sits back and just soaks it up pretty much. Is this mm-hmm. this is like six draws now for Liverpool? Uh, is that Championship winning form? <laughs> or is uh, I would say the the big difference here between this season and last season is, season for Liverpool is that uh, Liverpool seem to be able they seemed to be better equipped last season to come away with results when they. When they shouldn't have, right? Like they, they still picked up a result. They still picked up a win when it, it seemed like it was absolutely not possible for them. I don't see that happening with this team here. It's not happening often enough. And you could you could maybe say it's COVID. You could maybe say it's you know the lack of whatever, right? Um, injury being injury plagued. You can blame it on whatever you want, but. You know the the results is is you know that's that's what counts at the end of the day. Unfortunately, um, got a few more people here in the chat. Uh, Natty twenty eight twenty two Newcastle better not sco- uh, screw this up for me. Uh, let me see here. Looking like they are scenes. If there's a last minute goal for Newcastle, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. All, the entire crowd go wild. All uh, none of us. <laughs> Uh, and, and as the game winds down here, folks, if you haven't yet done so already, uh, please make sure to hit that like button. Hit uh, subscribe as well. We greatly appreciate it. We thank you guys for joining us here today. And if you're tuning into this uh, in podcast form, you know, He's not been sure here to... half of it, Tanner. He hasn't had to sit through this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I mean, uh, yeah, it was I, a magic adult. I, I think Mrs. Tanner didn't even shout him. I think no. it was just like, I need a break from this absolute <laughs> tosh of a game. <laughs> Perhaps so. Um... <laughs> No, but uh, we, we thank you guys, who, whoever you are, wherever you are, for tuning in. We greatly appreciate that. If you haven't done so already, uh, cool. make sure to hit that like button. And uh, if you're listening to this in podcast form, yes! give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Liverpool uh, scored. Wow. Hold on. Hold, Hold the phone. On. Hold the phone. <laughs> we may have actually been watching a, a game with a goal in it. <laughs> I mean, I'm on the the 93rd minute still. I'm almost at the 94th minute. Matt seems excited. I I I'm I'm waiting with bated breath. Matt, I, hope uh, Matt, I hope Matt's changed allegiances right at the death. <laughs> you're like you're like subtly takes off his Liverpool hat and puts on a Newcastle United hat. Yeah, it does a, it does a marked hat and where he rips off his Liverpool t-shirt and it said Newcastle one underneath. <laughs> Newcastle. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm just waiting for Tanner's uh expression when his when his stream catches up. Yeah, you guys suck. Uh yeah, there's no 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 goal here. That's uh <laughs> No. I couldn't resist, I'm so sorry. That's uh yeah. <laughs> I think I think Radio Tech's curse as matches because no matter who we pick as a thumbnail, no matter who we watch on a live stream, it ends up being a terrible, terrible game and an absolute waste of two hours. Sorry, yeah. folks. We'll try better next time. Well, uh, it's but it's uh, Mag's fault. Every time he thinks, <clears throat> Mag, next time, don't say, I'd fucking love it if they, if they, if they, if they beat you, like, you know, next time. Liverpool. Why, time, why did you do my accent like I had a stroke? Because that's what the North sounds like. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Rude. Accurate, though. You, your own words, it sounds like that. Uh, so, based on the Premier League table, Manchester United would not go ahead in the event of a win. They would be tied for first, though. So, mm. uh, they, actually, if you're looking at goal difference, they would still be second. I'm just just pointing that out here, but uh, they, I'm glad if they, win, if they beat Villa seven 0 They got up on goal scored. Yeah, se- but I mean, you'd have to beat seven Villa seven nil. I mean, Dean Smith should, should resign. That is true, but it's possible mathematically. It is possible that the team who we have given so much grief to, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who's the nicest person in football, but one of the 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 weakest no, managers. Not. He's so nice. Oh, he's lovable. He's, he's lovable. He's a, he's a PE teacher. No, stop being mean. This is you are doing what the Legionnaire fans did to to Karen Carter. Stop bullying. I'm not. I'm not bullying Arthur. Oh. I'm saying that he is basically a man who said to be a yes man to the Glaciers. The fact the United manager in football is, and you said it before yourself, Max, is Jurgen Klopp because he's always so happy all the time. Oh, he, he didn't look happy at points in that game, and he certainly didn't look happy in points in the West Ham game. He looked quite. Yeah. He'll still look happy after they'll do his interviews, and he'll still be smiling, even well, for it like he does. See, but two Liverpool games we've watched uh, on the bounce, and two quite lacklustre games. Uh, 
is the wheels falling off the, the Liverpool wagon? Nah. Nah. If, if mm. we'd lost, it would have been bad. But the fact that if we were away mm. from home and we didn't lose, and the fact that if you, if you win your home games and don't lose your away games, nine times out of ten, you'll be up to the table. That makes sense. <laughs> we've lost one game all season. That was the game, the game where Villa, here's a freak result. Credit them for getting the result, but it was a freak result. You'll never see Liverpool lose by seven, go- lose seven two ever again. I don't feel ever, ever again, ever. Mm, I certainly won't be in in this generation of players. I don't feel. Okay. No. It's one of those, those once-in-a-generation schools. Oh, I'll just put a pin in that comment for now because uh, I don't believe ever is... Uh, I didn't is, say ever. I said it wouldn't happen. It oh, wouldn't happen. You, you literally said ever. There was literally I, the words. I, said, I can't see it happening again in this generation and you actually agreed with me on that one. Okay. So after this uh, this second Liverpool match that we've uh, we've watched... We need uh, top bins and uh, players of the show now, Gas. Or uh, who will go to you? Matt of Sports first. Uh, what's been the best goal you've seen this uh, this weekend? Certainly weren't in this game. No, mm. it was not in this game. <laughs> not sure which one I'd pick. Um, well, thanks for taking part. <laughs> there, there was that. Uh, there was that Lacazette goal. I liked I liked the Lacazette goal. All right, you know it's, uh, it not not as much as it's being a beautiful goal, but it's that's that it's a meaningful goal. It puts the uh, uh, Arsenal on a second win, and uh, you know, fair play to them. They really need it. I think in terms of importance, um, Harvey Barnes or El Ghazi's in the shout. El Ghazi's goal, El-Ghazi's could, be, goal. Could, could be incredibly important, not necessarily for Villa, but because it could affect Chelsea. That okay. that draw when it when it could have been a win could be crucial for Champions League or Europa League football next year. That's that's fair, but we're not judging the goals on their importance. We're judging it on how good they looked. So I will ask again this I'll weekend the 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 one against Palace, the grass cutter. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was. Great goal. For me, I've got to go with uh, Harrison from Leeds uh, just because he added a dainty little uh, uh, cry flick uh, before pointing into the top corner. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, with with Harrison. Yeah, just pick up the goal in that game, definitely. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Uh, again, I, I I really do think that uh, there could have been a few penalty shouts here, uh, especially with uh, the goalkeeper holding on to Mane's leg. I think that uh, otherwise Mane would have certainly scored there. Um, I don't feel, and I'm saying as a Liverpool fan, um, I don't feel Mane was getting to that. Oh. Sorry, Tanner. I don't think he was. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just saying, look, looking at it uh, objectively, if that was uh, it would have been uh, a Allison had held onto the leg of uh, if Allison had hit onto the leg of uh, uh, Joe Ellington, uh, then uh, then we'd have been shouting saying it wasn't a penalty. No, I mean, it, it would have been called a penalty by the referee, and we would have said, oh, well, you know, he held onto the leg. That is what it is. But are you, who knows? Are you, are you hearing this? I mean. I'm just being objective. I, I'm just I, being I, objective. That's all. You know, that's all I'm saying. I don't think you'd have a response at all. <laughs> I think you'd call referee a lying 
Yeah, I, I probably would have in the in in the moment. I would have, but uh, um, player of the sh- player of the show. Anybody have a, a decent shot for player of the show? I'm I'm not even gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Bielsa. I think his uh, his way of playing football, and we, I know I've done this before, uh, but I just love watching Bielsa football when they're attacking. Um, so. If any team can uh, can bring Sam Allardyce down um, to earth with a bump after his uh, his uh, uh, man of the show winning performance last last uh, episode, I think it's Bielsa. So I'm going to go with uh, with Bielsa for man. Hmm. <laughs> for me, um, it's um, Smith Rowe. Um, hmm. The way he 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 was so instrumental for Arsenal. Um, I'd go. I'd go with Smith Rowe. If if I were to go with a player, it would have been Saka. I think he's just been mm-hmm. absolutely head and shoulders uh, Arsenal's best player all season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm giving player of the show to to both Mags and Matt for for hanging in there and and doing the show as I had to step away. So, we, so you guys, we you guys carried, deserve it. We carried the show on our back. Oh, just like this show carries the shooting the sports ish network on its back. Not not my words, Mags. There you go. well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, I have more errands to run, unfortunately, but uh, we've got more radio techers coming uh, here soon. Uh, I believe uh, we've got a, a, a massive weekend coming up um, with, with some we big have. games. Uh, let's see here. You've got Manchester United and Chelsea, Manchester City and Chelsea rather um, this Sunday at ten thirty. All determined on Man City being able to, of course. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, hopefully. Um, yeah. L- Liverpool and Southampton as well. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll keep y'all posted as we go. Um, but, uh, uh, gentlemen, uh, we'll start with Matt. Matt, where can the people who are listening to this show find more of your content? Right. You can find me on Twitter at the Matt at UK. You can find me and all of my content I produce. I produce quite a lot of it. Some of it with the good mags, of course. We are, mm. He's my co-host on Talk of a Table. Uh, podcaster of the year, no less, mags. Multiple, multiple podcasts of the year. Multiple times winning pack podcast of the year. Uh, that's because Tanner wasn't eligible because um, <laughs> he hasn't got a million shows. No. <laughs> I've, but, I've, 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 I've got, I've got two. Yeah, I've yeah. got two. Only two, only two. You're, you're slacking. Well, Tyler. no, I guess, I guess there, there are other shows. Um, I mean, well, yeah, maybe. We, we'll see. Me and Mag, they got fifty percent of all the podcasts in the world. So, um, <laughs> you make up seventy percent of that fifty percent. I'll take that. Um, yeah, say I do Dungeons and Dragons. I do, I do um, best thing a good cop, bad cop. Obviously, um, I do gaming podcasts. I if I talk with brother about all sorts of stuff. I talk about Formula One every, twice a year, and as I say I talk with Mags and uh, Conrad on talk of a table. It's always a good listen. I'm not just saying yeah. that because I produce it. Um, it's a pleasure to have Mags on every two weeks. It's generally one of the highlights of my fortnight. Genuinely mean that. 
And you can find all about it. Pity you. And you if I'm find... the highlight of anybody's fortnight, that person has a very poor fortnight. And you can find all of that content on Visionaries Global Media, which you can find at Viz Global Media. And you can find it on all podcasting platforms, both good and crappy ones. And even the mediocre ones. There you go. Yes, true. Yeah. Mags, what about yourself? Uh, Where can people find more of your content? Okay. You can find me at MGB Graham. Where, where my sons outshine me as podcasters, uh, and I also am. Uh, that, Max. <laughs> did you literally spit store brand cider back into a glass? That was really. Yeah, you just, it you was that. Spat was, that out. It was that, or spit it out over a one thousand pound laptop. No, thank you. Wow, flex, flex there. But uh, yeah, you can follow me at <laughs> where you will find award-winning podcasting content uh, mm-hmm. where I'm carried to those awards by many, many better creators than I am. Well, He's doing himself that's injustice. He's a phenomenal, that's phenomenal podcaster. He really is. And I'm going to say that. I taught him what he knows. Mags is is a wonderful podcaster, and we, we appreciate you guys for joining uh, us us today. Obviously, you can find more of our stuff on Twitter at Radio Techers R A D I O T E K K E R S. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at Texas Gentleman underscore, uh, where I rarely use this account, but you can just hit me up there personally. I mean, yeah, just just give it a try. You know, it's fun. Uh, you know, you can just talk to me directly. That's that's where that's where you'll actually find me. Um, but uh, yeah, otherwise you can just hit that up. Uh, you can also see more of my stuff here on Shooting the Sports Ish with Headlock Talk, which will be uh, sporadic, occasionally monthly kind of sort of deal. Here uh, we'll actually be do- covering um, not only the Chelsea Manchester City game, maybe possibly who knows. If that happens, but we'll also be covering Wrestle Kingdom 15 uh, uh, this week. So Headlock Talk will be doing that here on Shooting the Sports Ish. It'll be a good time uh, had by all. Um, that being said, I don't have anything else uh, else otherwise to say here. I appreciate both Matt and uh, Max for joining us here today. Gentlemen, you have anything else you want to say before we go? Um, thank you very much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure and a delight to be on this show again. Look forward to coming back again at some point. Guys, for heaven's sake, wear a mask, keep your distance, and get the vaccine when you get a chance. That, yeah, absolutely. Words to live by and die by if you don't do it, I suppose. Unfortunately, <laughs> Madge, you can be right on that one. <laughs> well, good night, everybody. Here. Y'all take care. Be safe. <laughs> Bye-bye. 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 Bye